Daryl fucked me. <laughs> Emotionally, not physically. Emotionally. No, with his words. <laughs> There's nothing dirty here. Ride him, cowboy. You are listening to A Fistful of Pixels with your hosts, Mike Bachman, Taylor Bliss, and Adam Bash. Each episode, they take listener-submitted titles and turn them into the next great video game. Night Friends, submitted by White Morph. So maybe, maybe Night Friends the game is um you you've heard of that um you've heard of that there's like that disease where you're allergic to sunlight mm, right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so what if you're a guy a guy named Daryl right <laughs> okay and you're allergic to sunlight and so well, I mean you're you're also a homebody and you really want to get out and you want to make some friends but the only time you can make friends is at night because that's when the sun's not trying to kill your right, skin right and you've got one the fact that you're creeping out at night against you you've got two the fact your name's daryl so people are already going to be suspicious yeah, not to any you've got all these you've got all these things working against you and you've got to figure out how you're going to make friends with people at night as daryl sure sure night friends so it's a telltale game yeah I, I i like half telltale half half dating sim half night trap <laughs> where do you yeah it's the third that's the third half where yeah. do you go to make friends at the night. Um, other people's night. houses. Other people, Malls. you go to their houses, Ring their you show up at their houses. <laughs> yeah, just look, look in their inside. windows, say, hey, are there people in there that look friendly? Yeah. Alleyways. Uh-huh. Alleyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, prison jail convenience cell. Store, convenience store restrooms. Anywhere people don't really have a lot of chances of getting away from you. Okay. You know, yeah, that's where the night trap you. comes in. Because you're trapping them. Well, yeah, you've got to. Yeah, well, you've got to trap them. Otherwise, they're going to run away from you. Your name is Daryl and it's nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so I'm okay with Daryl okay. right up until 8.30. But then if your name's Daryl, I don't trust you. <laughs> well, 8.30 is okay, you know, at you know, in the middle of July when right. it's still a little bit light out. Right. I mean, you know. I if, won't even meet a Daryl after 7.15 in the, in the wintertime. Yeah, I mean, if we're, if we're talking about January, February, absolutely not. 6.30 is pretty much the cutoff. Yeah. <laughs> it's called a Daryl Is hour. it like, when is the, here's what I want to know. When is the Daryl solstice? <laughs> you know, the time in the year where the amount of trustworthy Daryl is equal to the amount of untrustworthy Daryl. Oh, the like the just right in the middle. Of the, well, I yeah, guess the it depends equinox. on where you are. Oh, it really depends on where you uh-huh. are. Well, so I mean, are you suggesting there's an international why... Daryl line? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not really a line. I mean, it's very it's, a, it's, it's it meanders quite, quite, quite drastically. But, you know, that's why you're especially lucky if you draw Daryl and you spawn him in Alaska. Naughty or nice, you decide. Submitted by Pat in Madison. Maybe this is crowdsourced by Santa Claus. And he's going to use Ooh, Actually, that's, that's a good Actually, a good that's turn. an important thought. So, you know, with the ever-increasing population of the Earth, uh, Santa is kind of at an impasse. You know, there are... He's he's it's become too burdensome for him to solely decide who is naughty or nice, and well, frankly, he just needs some help. Well, and there's already so many 
um, so many people that he has to decide. He doesn't have time to watch all of their actions anymore. He literally right. has to judge those books by their cover and do it just based on like maybe like their Facebook profile picture. He's just like, they're naughty or they're nice. So what do we think? What did, did he put it in Craigslist advertisement to uh, to find the person? To find the person? To, to find the person who's going to help him decide. Or, or, or are you playing I mean, I think like, the role is, of an elf? I think he needs a lot of people to help him decide. I think that's, you know, that's okay. the point of crowdsourcing is that he no longer can do this on his own. You know, his on-hand staff isn't even enough. You know, the... It's just kind of like it's just kind of like a papers please situation. I feel like like you're you're ru- you're you're kind of running that booth and you're choosing whether or not they're getting in or getting out. Are you naughty? Are you nice? And you know, there's all sorts of rules and regulations that you're going to have to remember. But most importantly, you have to use your um, your advanced sleuthing skills to look at the just the ancillary objects in that picture and make make an intelligent and, and I guess well-rounded decision based upon those things. Yeah, it's it, not raining. They're carrying an umbrella. That umbrella has a price tag on it. Are they naughty or nice? And and depending on how how correct you are, you uh, your family might starve. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> like, wait, yeah. the more correct you are, your the family more your family of elves. Start? Your elf family. Well, mm-hmm. you're an elf. You're an elf. Okay. Yeah. And so your elf family is dependent on this. Right. It's tough times. Hmm. I mean. I guess. Listen, I'm just saying that the price of coal is dropping, and the price of presents are ever increasing. You know, there's <laughs> yeah, there's the real financial pressure. Market is constantly on the rise. Yeah. If you invested in presents like five years ago, you're in a really good place right now. Right. Do you I, know what the upkeep? Do you know what the upkeep on reindeer is? It's significantly high. You would be surprised, especially when they're uh, magical in Titan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The operational cost of delivering coal is just significantly lower right now. I mean, it's at an all-time low. And so, you know, there are real pressures from upper management to keep pushing the naughty list. Especially when your payment is, by and large, uh, cookie-based. I mean, you're really talking about a cookie-based economy. And the resale value on on cookies is, I mean, not great. I mean, the milk doesn't keep all that well when he pours it into the take-home bag. And so... Well, you know, I mean, you know, them being, you know, on the pole does help with that. I mean, you can literally well, just yeah. take Are the you milk guys outside. suggesting gets there. Are you guys suggesting that there is a privatized for-profit naughty industry that's making money off of the more people that that are found to be naughty? Well, I mean, it's not an industry as, mu- as so much as it is a cabal. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what that word means. Um <laughs> but, but I'm thinking, you know, like the more Maybe the maybe the, the the people who are interested in in there being more people on the naughty list are the people running um, running services for the parents. Uh, the parents don't want their children thinking that they're naughty, you know, thinking that they're growing up substandard. So there's these services that pretend to be Santa Claus in the case of naughty children uh, that you have to pay. No, for. those are those are those are just shell Santas set up by uh, some elves in the industry. Actually, really, really. It's, it's it's actually doing significant damage to the industry at large. The thing that you don't understand is that a lot of these people that are out there trying to um t- to push the naughty agenda uh-huh. are really they really have their fingers in kind of everything. They're short selling presents, and then you know they they're over investing in cookie stocks. It's just it's it's really kind of a sick thing, and so they try to create this bubble, this this artificial supply demand curve that. It's not benefiting anybody. And so, I mean, yeah, that's that's some real politics at play in this game. 
and you have to actually kind of make that decision. Are you know, are you going to to do what everybody before you has done and bend to the whims of of this this big collective of uh, of naughty uh, pro naughty uh, interests, or are you going to judge on 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 your your so your the heart? one in charge of the naughty or nice list is the only one really uh, with the true capacity to be either naughty or nice, and you have to decide. So while your job is to decide if other people are naughty or nice, you really have to decide if you're going to be naughty or nice. Wow. I mean, that really really just kind of gets me right here. I'm pointing at my heart for people that Mm -hmm. are listening. I can vouch for that. He is doing that. Why are you in my house? Submitted by Dan Skull. Um, I guess one angle could be... uh, you wake up so you wake up one day uh with a severe case of amnesia um mm. and you look in the mirror and you're like why are you in my house <laughs> well <laughs> well that's where it starts that's a tutorial yeah, yeah, that's right the there tutorial, and you have to figure out why you're in your house you're like oh because it's me and of course i'm going to be in my house but then you find out that you live in a house with a lot of people in it and you don't really know like i don't know if you guys have i have a friend like this uh where there's always people in his house and I, and they, there's sometimes there's children, sometimes there's like, just like weird adult, there's all sorts of people and I have no idea why they're there. And imagine that type of situation in your own house. Maybe you have a large family, maybe you live in a halfway house for troubled youths, uh, and you have to figure out individually why each person is in your house. Saving as much face as possible because you don't want anybody to know. Right, that you right. You don't want to be a, yeah, you have secret amnesia. <laughs> Yeah, well, oh, I mean, it's such, oh. the amnesia is such a bummer. So it's basically, I mean, I think this, this is perfect for like, for a rogue-like approach. Oh, where okay. you basically, you have to, yeah, I mean, you have to go through and you have to identify as many of your house guests as possible and, and determine why they're there based on the conversation, based on their surroundings, based on their appearance, you know, frankly. And, uh, you know, if you upset one of them, sorry, game over. You got to go start from the beginning. You can pick up some items along the way that'll help you uh, figure out why everybody's there. Okay, like your sister's um, diary or maybe like a toothbrush with somebody's name on it. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Or, you know, you know, sometimes if you're lucky, you'll get the party level. Everybody, you know, half the people are there because they passed out from last night's rager. Gotcha, gotcha. So this is all, Is I mean, are these preset levels or are these going to be, I mean, I guess you could just procedurally Random, generate ra- all the... F- yeah. Proced- oh yeah. Like like you have other rooms in the house that are procedurally generated, and they have items of interest to specific partygoers, and so then, or maybe partygoers, just house guests in general. And so you go through the other rooms, and you can kind of do some investigating, and then you go out and you talk to people, and you try to figure out. Okay, well that guy said he really likes uh, action movies, and there was uh there was a there was a there was a poster for Die Hard in that that one room. So maybe that guy lives here. You know, and you got to kind of piece it together like this. Also, there's a murderer. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is that maybe like occasionally you get not. I mean, it's not really like a boss because these aren't preset levels, but occasionally right. you run into a situation where there's somebody who's like who really shouldn't be, be in your house. You know, you're trying yeah. to find out why people are there, but sometimes they shouldn't be. And you have to find out why. Yeah. And, it, and it, I mean, again, if you don't, they stab you and there you go. Game's you know what I'm, you know what I'm thinking about this whole time is like the beginning of the first Home Alone movie. Because there's all those people running around, and then there's the police mm. officer with the with the shiny tooth. You know? Yeah, and that's basically. I mean, if you see something like that, you're like, well, "Police officers, have, they should have better dental care than that." You shouldn't be in my house. You know. 
What's your name? Daryl? Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Daryl. <laughs> it's, it's like 9 o'clock p.m. <laughs> it's way too late Get for a Daryl. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Don't you know International Daryl Curfew is at 8? Pusher Pals. Another day on the playground. Submitted by Maybe Hiroshi. Nothing makes friendship like uh, like good old uh, narcotic sales. Uh, thus, the Pusher Pals have their uh, side business of just Getting everybody hooked on on methamphetamine. So you have a monopoly monopoly of all things pushing. You know whether it's pushing people on swings, yeah. push the drugs, push the you swings. Know, you are also the playground um, bully. If, push if there's down. somebody, yeah, no, you would push people down if they were if they were getting in your uh-huh. way. Um, if people so, need, if, if if somebody's on that little uh, merry-go-round thing that spins around real fast, you got it. You goddamn right, you're gonna be pushing. Mm-hmm. Is is this all one game? Yeah. Um, it's a bunch of mini games. It's a mini game collection. Oh, okay. I was just curious. So, I mean, are, are are the what 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 are the age? What's the age of the pushers? Um. Well, it's kind of interesting. Like they're on a playground. Mm-hmm. Playground is like you know they they're they're usually for recess, mostly uh, middle schoolers. Well, so, you know, call it call it seventh. And I eighth mean, grade. unless you're a townie, uh, okay. right? You know, like townies. You know, the people that graduate well, the and they never the leave themselves, and they. The pushers themselves are, are 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 wearing kids' clothes. Okay, you know to blend in, and they're relatively short fellows, um, but they're probably in their late forties. Okay, so it doesn't mean they're not pals. If that's what you're trying to get at, Taylor, just no, because you're I, in your forties, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they're very good pals, pals with someone. I'm sure they're very good pals. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it might be frowned upon by society or the ESRB, but you know, you can still be friends with a child. If you're in your forties, no, 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 no. They don't. They don't go that direction. They they are pals only with each other. Oh, oh, okay. So they're they're why? Oh, I see. So they're only they're only pushing each other on the swings. No, they're push. They'll push anybody on the swings, but they won't be friends with anybody. Don't know. Will they do one or the other? They're pals that are pushers. They're not. They're not pals with the push. Okay, what is their? They're pals with fellow pushers. Sure, but what's their end goal? Is their end goal to push drugs on people, or is their end goal to do anything related to pushing? Would they be satisfied if somebody said, "I don't want to buy drugs from you, but I do need a sweet underdog over here on these swings"? Are they going to be like, "Yeah, that's cool. That's going to be listen." Pushes be pushes. That's going to be about fifty bucks. Pushes be pushes. Okay. Okay. Except that one is way more illegal than the other. Well, I mean, it's all the same to the life of. A if it's all the same, then you know maybe they would just go the route of swing pusher pushing. You know, be like, I'm going clean. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. get off the maybe, stuff. And maybe, maybe, maybe a rainbow will only go halfway. Across and of course, of course, pushers don't push themselves because you don't dip into your own supply. Right. Then they and also the laws of physics say that. that there's really no way for you to do that. Supply and demand and uh, opposite reactions, right. all that good stuff. Yeah, fucking Newton. Just called. Submitted by White Morph. Um. So okay. So you know Just Cause, right? Mm, yeah. It's a fun game. Um. You know some some crazy explosions and and flying through the air on um on parachutes and grappling hooks and all types of, of great just wild and wild right. stuff. Now what if the lead character in Just Cause was actually a priest, uh, mm-hmm. and he had and he had just been called by God to save uh, to save his town, all of his townspeople's and their souls. And what better way to save the souls of the non-believers 
than sweet, sweet grappling hook moves. Oh, okay. So he's he's now been called to be a priest, but his his methods have not changed. Not changed one okay. bit. Um. Oh well. Okay. It has changed a little bit. A little less murder. On the, well, on the scale, uh, a little, a little, a little bit more scale. salvation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, you're not reaping souls; you're saving them. Yeah, deliverance has come in a different manner. Mm-hmm. So, do do his guns shoot sermons? Like, how do you? He actually doesn't have what? guns anymore. He only has the grappling. So his hook. methods have changed. His grappling hook <laughs> significantly. He's got the grappling <laughs> hook, and he's got the good book. Okay, and those are his two weapons. Right. Right, so he's and, still and uh, and remote well the remote explosives. Yeah, so, and, and you know he's in the middle of a car chase. The right, he's monster. driving a jeep. There's there's a bunch of you know soldiers with guns in jeeps behind him, and he mm-hmm. flips out the driver's side, stands on the roof, and preaches a sermon to them while they're chasing him down and shooting at him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and then he throws down some holy water. What does that do? Sets them on fire. This yeah. is kind of a Castlevania oh, okay. thing. Well, I mean, some of them are demons, obviously. Yeah, I mean, there has to be mm-hmm. demons. Right. There has to be some game. I, I mean, he's... Is what we're so, he's got a whip. Um, I would say that maybe this is like a, a 2D version of Just Cause, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, his his grappling hook actually will operate as the whip. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, it's kind of a morning star more than a grappling hook. Oh, so he just basically impales it onto the side of a building and then swings from it like that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a. It, it Guys, can, let's just it, make Castlevania, I guess. Oh, I mean, come on! It's not obviously it's not Castlevania, <laughs> right? Okay, cool, 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 cool. Let's have let's have parts of the level that you can't get to until you get certain power ups. I mean, that that only makes sense. Mm, really. Maybe like the first yeah. one of those could be like a double jump. You know, we, yeah. before that oh, you could only jump job. once, and then you get this these boots, and you can jump Ooh, twice. What if, what if what if what if like it, you only you can only swing the morning star at first, and then you get a power up that lets you like retract it so that you can actually zip up to. What it. if? <laughs> Clown basher submitted by M J Patrick. It's this game is a lot like like, like the movie Whiplash. You, yeah, sure. where you know, J.K. Simmons is you know is pushing this this drummer to be better and better. But maybe we get J.K. Simmons to push this you know our 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 main character clown to be the best clown that he can be. And we do that by by bashing him down, yeah, earth, making him realize, yeah, maybe like you know, the clown he doesn't he doesn't spray the seltzer water quite how jk simmons wants him to and so jk simmons throws a balloon animal at his head you know i think i think you're i think you're underselling us to 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 bind us to one clown i don't know why he can't provide this service to the clown industry at large i think it's more interesting game if he uh wholesale provides his services to the clown industry and so so, uh, so yeah, level yeah. by level, it's a different performance. It's a different performer, mm. a different clown. And you're, he has to... you're assuming the role of the you clown, the clown right? Sure. Okay, so right. rather right. than yeah. um, rather than this being a tale about overcoming, um, you know, overcoming and then eventually earning the respect of the clown basher, you are the clown basher, and you're just constantly like beating these clowns down. 
you got to well, make them better. Well, here's the thing. You got to make them better. As the clown basher, you have respect for the clowns. You have nothing Secretly, but respect for the clowns. Yeah. That's why you want them to be. He used to be a clown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Used he to be did. the top of the fucking game. He, he was the best. Yeah, he had the squeakiest shoes. And, uh, you know, if he didn't realize how bad he really was, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be doing what he does now. It takes a vice-like grip to turn just a, 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 a regular old balloon into a work of art. And that's the kind of, that's the kind of power he, he, he has. And he has to use that uh, to, to notice every little thing that, that, that went wrong. And if nothing went wrong, he's got to make something up. Maybe the twist in, um, you know, towards the middle of the game is when he finds out that his previous clown protege died in a, a car accident, a tiny clown car accident. With twenty-seven mm-hmm. other clowns, so <laughs> tons of clowns in this in the one car, um, you know, and he just he just he just wants wants his idea of success and would like, be uh, to to teach one of the greats. He wants he wants the next bozo. Now here's the thing that you have to you have to play to because all great characters have their tragic flaw. His is uh, a. a a deathly allergy to seltzer water. Oh, okay. So he could never be that so great gotta, clown. You, no, he couldn't. And that's what, lim- that's what, that was his limitation was that he could not do seltzer gags. Um, and so he's very, uh, he, he, in presence of someone who is doing seltzer gags, he is, uh, he is at the same time terrified and awestruck. And also shamed. He feels yeah. ashamed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, it may, they make it look easy, but it can never be that easy for him. He's a tortured soul, the clown basher. The clown who bashes. I see it. Rob Goldberg Machine, submitted by the Mike Bachman. I do I feel like like everybody talks about Rube Goldberg, but nobody talks about his brother Rob. <laughs> Rob Was it his brother? It was his brother Rob. And Rob um, always living in the shadow of Rube because Rube built these wonderfully inefficient but whimsical inventions. And Rob Goldberg was also an inventor who, who just built very straightforward, practical, and efficient machines that did their job without bells and mm-hmm. whistles, without dominoes, without balls falling down tracks. They just fucking did shit. If he needed a book pushed over, he had a machine that just went and pushed the book you over. You may be familiar That's with it. some of Rob Goldberg's machines, such as a hammer. That's a Rob Goldberg classic. Um, do you know of the lever? Rob Goldberg mm-hmm. invented Police? that. Police. It's pretty much. Wow, he was and he axle. Was ex- he was extremely prolific. <laughs> he sure was. <laughs> Imagine, um, like the Incredible Machine. You know, a famous mm-hmm. game where you create Rube Goldberg machines. This would be similar to that, except you would only have one tool. And the the premise would be very straightforward. You know, it's let me let me let me throw this wrench into the works. Ah, the yes, tool that I do have wrench. Another classic Rube Goldberg machine. Uh, what Rob if? Goldberg. What if you are you're, you're fed up as Rob Goldberg? You're like, you know what? This this fucking pony show, dog and pony show, has to end. Okay, and so you go to. He famously said uh, that while watching a dog and pony show. <laughs> Well, I mean, it went on for three <laughs> hours. You know, at a certain point, yeah. 
You've seen popcorn. the dogs. You've seen the ponies. What are we even here for? Yeah, I mean, after dressage, just get on with it. But he's so so he goes to he goes to a, to a gallery opening of the newest Rube Goldberg machine, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and, and and it's just it's just packed, and, and, and everybody's there to 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 laud accolades on his his you know numbskull brother. And what you do is you have one one single solitary device that can, in some way, shape, or form ruin this Rube Goldberg device. And so you have to figure out just the right place to put your machine into. And so, yeah, it is very much like a, uh, like a incredible, like the incredible machine. It's just the levels already built. Oh, okay. And you have to figure out how to put your machine in there and make it not You're working backwards in a way. Um, you want to get from the completed machine to the puzzle. Maybe, um, Maybe you have to put a device into the machine that looks like it belongs there. So it's kind of camouflaged and you can't really figure out. But it will function differently. And it always has to result in accidental death. That's crucial uh, and central because he wants his, he, he doesn't just want his brother to be um, embarrassed about his faulty machinery. He wants him to be ruined. Uh, by the fact that that's an audience member at his at his gallery openings seems to always die when these machines start malfunctioning. So maybe um, maybe there's there's a bowling ball that rolls down a track. The bowling ball falls onto onto a board that flips a that flips a lever that tips some dominoes. Those dominoes fall. Um, they fall. They knock over a weight that falls into a bucket. That bucket pulls a pulley that's going to spin a fan. That fan blows over a book and that book is attached to a string which is attached to the trigger of a revolver that revolver goes off and shoots the you know the the museum guy that i can't remember the word for in the head you know yeah and uh everyone has to figure out what we're wrong all all rob had to do was put the (laughs) gun there gun a pretty simple machine who knew it would be so simple and Rube uh, by, never by noticed. The, by the way, like, well, I, mean, way, I use guns in so many of my devices. The the pistol, another Rob Goldberg special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Rube Goldberg famously made other devices for killing people, but they were way too complicated to be practical. <laughs> Whose TNT is this? Submitted by Dan Skull. Can I tell you guys one of my worst memories? Like. Please do. I, I have a feeling it's going to line up with one of my worst fears. <laughs> it's not one of my. It's not. Well, I guess not one of my worst memories per se, but like one of the things where you like think back on and it just makes you irrationally angry. And like one of my pet peeves mm-hmm. is when people call something like something with a very obvious and specific name by a completely different name. And in third grade, we were on a field trip, and my my third grade teacher, Mrs. Frericks, she held up a bottle of Hawaiian punch, big bottle of Hawaiian punch, and she goes. Whose high C is this? Oh, oh my god! And I was just wow. like, "You just fucking look at the bottle. It takes two seconds." Punchy, punchy is right there. So maybe, maybe this is a game about you're a um, you're a bomb diff- bomb diffusion specialist, right? Okay. But you you think that one uh, that one explosive is just as good as another. So you go to 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 defuse this IED, and you you don't know whose it is, because uh, you know that's not usually how people who leave bombs work. They don't tell you who who they are. Um, 
they're usually yeah there's usually not a front. yeah there's a yeah, usually in, intentionally. There's a certain level of secrecy that's you know usually usually goes hand yeah. in hand with you know with with bombs. Yeah, general bomb. You know, and he yeah. so he holds up. You know, he holds up maybe some C four or something, and he he thinks he's going to be clever. And maybe if he if he asks just outright, the bomber who's watching nearby is going to get you know going to get caught off guard, and he's going to tell him. So he's like, "Who's TNT? Is this?" But that's where he fucked up. It's not TNT. It's C four. He handles it incorrectly, and he dies. R- roll credits. Short game. It's the game. I mean, maybe there's something else you can it's, do. It's, but it, poignant. Poignant. Ride em, cowboy. This has been A Fistful of Pixels. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes and leave a review. Also, help us make the next great video game by sending a tweet with your title to at Fistful of Pixels. Didn't get your fill of fun and laughs on this episode of Fistful of Pixels? Well, then check out these other Geekly Ink shows, including Drunks and Dragons, Casts of Thrones, Cthulhu and Friends, Dreadful Thoughts, Sayer, and Top 5 of Death. You can also check out the forums and see new content coming out daily over at geeklyinc.com. And afterwards, make sure to head over to our shop and grab some of that sweet Geekly swag. When you've finished with that, go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. 